0: Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2020 is brought to you by the organizational team, Anne, Cole, Tess, and Theron. A very special thank you to all of our participants, without whom this event wouldn't be possible. And now, on to the episode.
1: Welcome to another IPM Creator Conversation episode. Uh, This is Cole Burkhart, and today I am interviewing Faith McQuinn, uh, creator, writer, and producer of uh, Boom, um, a a uh, tension-filled narrative podcast uh, about a uh, young man trying to clear his name after the tragic death of his girlfriend. Um, Before we jump in, I'm going to draw you into this episode for the show uh, with, sorry, before we jump in, I'm going to draw you into this episode with the trailer for the show, just so you can get a taste of what Faith and I are going to be talking about throughout the rest of this episode.
0: So, do you have plans, Friday? No, you want to do something? Well, yeah, I was thinking we could go bowling, maybe. Who's all coming? Uh, just you uh, and, and me. Oh. All right. Sounds good. Totally cool. yep. Hey, Jen. You I'm here. Be faced with hours of Jen!
1: <laughs> A new attachment is made of of the
0: art Sherlock fibers. Jen! A story about loss. A story about recovery. Boom. A serial drama podcast presented by Observer Pictures.
1: And welcome back. Uh, Faith, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs>
1: So, um, it looks like you've done quite a few things in your life, from crafting music videos to working on live television and indie films. Uh, what made you decide to turn into to podcasting?
0: Well, it was kind of a twofold thing. I, my mom, is old enough to have grown up listening to radio shows, mm-hmm. so she introduced me to things like X minus One and The Shadow. When I was younger and I really got into old radio shows and I listened to a lot of that. So I knew that that was a thing that I liked and I did, I went to film school and I'd been making films and I hadn't really heard modern podcasts until I started listening to, um, like the Bright Sessions, and We're Alive, and I realized that maybe I could do this with a script that I had because I just don't have the money to, you know, blow up things in real life. So right. <laughs> I, I thought, hey, maybe I should try this podcasting thing out. So it all kind of just happened from life experiences and having no money.
1: <laughs> you know, that, that that's that's a very familiar feeling, I think, in the podcasting community. Yes. Um. <laughs> so, you just uh finished boom. There there are four four seasons out. You just wrapped up boom um which I have to say is is one of my favorite podcasts. I think it does tension extremely well. Uh how oh, how does you. it feel to to finally to finally have finished uh something you've been working on for 2 3 years now?
0: Um wonderful. Like I thought <laughs> I was going I actually thought I was going to be sadder about it, but I did cry when I finished editing the episode. And then when I sent it to Josh, my sound designer, and he like Mm -hmm. sent it back and we had a fully finished episode, I cried. But it was, they were happy tears. It was Mm -hmm. just like, I completed this thing. And it's the largest, grandest scoped project I've ever done in my life. Mm -hmm. And to come to a completion and people loving it. Or hating it, however they feel about it. It's, I was it was just kind of a wonderful feeling to, of completion.
1: Oh, good. Um uh could you tell us a little bit more about that 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 journey? Um is there anything you wish you knew going into going into Boom or any advice you'd give your,
0: your younger self? Um I think my biggest creatively my biggest regret is rushing Mm -hmm. the story in season one i really Mm -hmm. when i started it this all boom is based on a novel i wrote and okay the first season is the first half of the novel and then seasons two three and four are the second half and i kind of Ah. wish i had made season one two seasons Like, we probably could have gotten five seasons out of this if I had (laughs) taken my time Mm -hmm. and, like, really explored characters in season one. That's, like, the thing I wish I could go back and do. I'm never going to do that. (laughs) But I kind of wish I'd spent more time with them. You don't don't want to release a boom extended edition? (laughs) No, I don't think so. I am not Peter Jackson. (laughs) I will not be doing that. (laughs) But other than that, I, I really... I used a lot of my film experience, so I have no idea if other audio Mm -hmm. drama producers do this, but I just, I pretty much did it as if I were doing a film just without a camera. So a lot of the mistakes that I think I would have made, I made when I was in college making short films. (laughs) 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 A lot of that stuff wasn't there, but yeah, Mm storytelling wise, I do wish I just spent a little more time with the characters. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you find that it was it was easy for you to adapt that that film technique into podcasting? And how do you think that's that's changed now that you become more accustomed to to podcasting or writing for podcasting?
0: Uh, That first season, I I spent a lot of time leaning on the narrator. Um, Mm -hmm. If you go back and like listen through all the seasons, the narrator gets less and less and less because I learned how to tell story through sound. A little Mm -hmm. better like that first season it was very difficult for me to figure out, would somebody understand this sound that I'm trying to (laughs) (laughs) convey? And how do I get my characters (laughs) to say things that they would actually just be doing? I was Mm -hmm. always a big visual person still am. So when I made films, there was very little dialogue, because I was trying to show it on screen. And mm-hmm. podcasting is com- the complete reverse. I have to. <laughs> I was like, people have to talk. There has to be some discussion. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so there was a lot of like trying to learn how to bring visual storytelling into, I guess, oral, oral a u r a l. I don't know. Yeah, the equivalent, <laughs> um, oral storytelling. And I think I've gotten better at that and when I did margaritas and donuts we didn't have a narrator at all because I mm-hmm. figured out how to get these characters to express themselves and everyone could get that visual in their head
1: awesome um uh so you mentioned a little bit about letting go of that that narrator but what do you believe was the most challenging part about recording that that last season or any of the seasons in general um
0: it's it's interesting cuz I when I wrote the first season no one had heard it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like <laughs> subsequent actually seasons 1 and 2 um no one had heard it. I wrote seasons mm-hmm. 1 and 2 before we um released any episodes. So seasons 3 and 4 were a lot of um fan fan or you know I guess love and hate comments in my head of how these characters should live Mm. and that made season four and I know people are like don't read the comments get don't do that and I was like but I just I do anyway we all do there's no Uh way (laughs) no creator ignores the comments completely and they just get in your head a little bit so I did find season four me trying to I don't know play a little fan service but mm-hmm. also not betray my characters. And that was kind of the most difficult thing about wrapping it up. I knew where I wanted it to end. It was just a matter of making sure that I was satisfying the people who like fallen in love with these characters and not disappointing my audience at all, which is difficult.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, but I th- I think that's that's really sweet that you were able to, to um, that you are seeing people's comments and trying to incorporate that back into your story. Um, I think it shows a lot of, uh like care for for i suppose audience opinion um (laughs) that we don't always get to see especially in like in in real time or as real as podcasting can get um uh so um your, your show, Boom in general, is very high intensity. Um, it does a lot uh, with, with music and with, um, of course, sound effects, as we mentioned. But how did you and your crew handle recording those traumatic and often emotionally draining scenes? What steps did you take to ensure everyone was, uh, I suppose, ready for those scenes?
0: It was a lot of um, discussion with individual actors as to what they needed. Um, Garrett, who voices Porter, definitely took the brunt of the emotional Mm -hmm. scenes and had tons of them. And we had, even before we um, sat down and recorded anything, we had a long discussion about PTSD and how to incorporate it truthfully, hopefully not insulting anyone, and how he could approach it and what kind of emotion he needed to bring to it. And Garrett is as much a method actor as a voice actor can be. And Mm -hmm. he was constantly exhausted when we had to do those scenes, but it was a matter of, I asked him if he wanted to do do them at the beginning of the day, or the end of the day. And he usually wanted to do them at the end so that he could like work up to having that kind of emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, In episode four, I think it's um, Porter's first big breakdown Mm -hmm. and he didn't want anybody in the room. So we were recording in this studio that had a little side studio. So I was on headphones. My um, sound recordist was on headphones and we put Garrett in the room and I was just like, whatever you need, just do it. And he's like, just roll. And we just rolled on it and let him like work up to it. And he, He destroyed the room like (laughs) he threw around tables and you all the sound that you hear in that scene in episode four is actually him throwing things and like falling on the floor and kicking things and hitting the wall and doing all that. And then after that, he just wanted some candy and his wife was there (laughs) and gave him a big hug and he went and like just rested and like sat with her and, you know, had sugar. (laughs) It It was kind of intense, but. He, mm-hmm. he got used to that and was in it. So we just knew that it was like, do this at the end of the day. Keep him comfortable. Make sure he's good to go. Mm-hmm. And that's how we worked with that. And um, Courtney Holly, who plays um, Allie, I'm totally giving spoilers away, but <laughs> <laughs> in season the end of season three, she gets attacked. Mm-hmm. And I knew that that was going to be a hard scene. So again, we... We had everybody there to record at the same time. But for that moment, I asked her if she wanted everybody to leave. And she was like, I would like less people here. So we kind of cleared the set. And it was just me and her and Brian, who plays Luke. And he he kept talking to her. Every time we would cut, he would make sure she was OK and ask her if she was OK and give her a hug and we'd give her water. And it was just trying to make sure that they could separate the trauma of their character from like life so that we weren't. Bringing that trauma outside of the show.
1: It's 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 fun that you you bring up um, uh, Luke because uh, I think he is a very good terrible villain. Um, <laughs> uh, he sorry he's he's just the biggest asshole, but it's 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 very easy to like him. How did you I suppose strike that that fun balance of of writing a character like Luke?
0: Um, I I like writing the bad guys. Mm -hmm. They're they're fun. And I wanted someone who was basically that likable, but like a complete asshole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like on the surface, it was very interesting to see a lot of people say, I don't see how anybody could be friends with Luke. And I was like, but you are seeing every side of him. Mm -hmm. And the sides he shows to his friends and his girlfriend are not you know, the murderous side. (laughs) He's always very kind and very approachable and makes sure that everybody has what they need. And I wanted it to be this kind of thing where you're like, I could understand how people would be manipulated by him. And I thought that that was an interesting approach because most villains, you know, when we get to comic book villains, they just want chaos and they want to destroy things. And I'm like a real (laughs) To rule the world. But a real awful person just basically wants everyone to bend to their will. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and that's what that's what Luke wanted. He's like, I want everyone to love me and be around me and remember me. And he just, that was my motivation for him is that he felt like he was being left behind and nobody loved him anymore. So if Aww. nobody loved him, then nobody could be happy. Mm-hmm. And that was like, anytime he did anything, that's what I always thought about. I was like... He wants people to love him. So, what is the motivation here? (laughs) Uh, It's it's very
1: good. It definitely it it gets oh it gets real intense in season in season four, and I don't want to spoil anything for our (laughs) listeners, but (laughs) oh, just those last couple of episodes are so good. Um, (laughs) uh, okay. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about um. Uh, margaritas and donuts. Okay. Um. So so. Uh. Boom was recorded. Uh. Um. I suppose live in a studio. Margaritas and donuts. I don't believe did that or.
0: No. No. Everyone was remote.
1: Right. What was the um? So if everyone was recording remote, what what do you think was the the biggest, ch- uh? I suppose challenges compared to what you did with boom. Um. What what were the struggles of remor- re- learning to record remotely for that?
0: Um. A whole lot of. I had very good actors. so I'm going to start with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My entire cast is amazing. It was just a matter of they couldn't play off of each other. Mm -hmm. So when I got good readings from each of them, but then the energy of those readings didn't match. It was a matter of going back and deciding whose energy do I like the most? And then having to contact the other actor to (laughs) reread so that we can match that energy. There was a lot of that and... I do Mm -hmm. wish that I'd figured out how to do recordings in Zoom, like have a Zoom meeting and they all record. Mm. We tried. It was awful. I'm terrible (laughs) at it. I need someone to tell me how to do that. Um, (laughs) But it was just a matter of we had to do a lot more uh, pickups and Mm re-recordings to get the tone right. But it seems that I fooled some people because there were others who didn't realize that everybody recorded remotely and that no one was in the room together. So... (laughs) Mm-hmm. yay to danny and tavius for being amazing oh, yes on they're mic. very good
1: <laughs> <laughs> love danny uh she's she's perfect oh yes um all right uh so do you have any um uh i suppose current or future projects that you'd like to to give a shout out to or, or talk about
0: well i am working on a new show called artemis 8 mm-hmm. which is going it's Going to be sci-fi, but I'm always like very hesitant to say sci-fi. Sci-fi, um, it's reality-based sci-fi, I guess. Okay. Uh, it's it's about the first woman to go to the moon. It's almost ten years after she went to the moon, and she's going and she's preparing for a five-year mission back to the moon. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a whole lot of astronaut life and dealing with the celebrity of doing something for the first time and the mm. stress of being an older astronaut. And is it time for her to retire? Or she should be doing this. So I'm I'm still, like, living in this character, but it's more science fiction than I have done in the past. All right. And I do have, like, another one that is actually science fiction, and this is the first time I am mentioning it out in public. Ooh. But um, it doesn't have a title yet, but it is a story <sighs> – kind of based on reality at the moment it's about a virus that kills off 80% of the population and now the basically the entire world is quarantined Mm. and the main character finds a cure Ooh. so it's like what happens once there is a cure for this virus so oh cool still working on a title for that one and deciding uh, titles, it, they're always the worst to come up with <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i don't know i don't know what the title's gonna be it has a working title right now but it's kind of mm-hmm. crap so i'm not sharing that uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i don't i don't know when that one's going to happen because i get when i can't work on one project i think of five more so <laughs> <laughs> uh the writer's curse
1: yes <laughs> Oh, perfect um so in your in your downtime um do you have any podcasts or any sort of, of media
0: that you've been enjoying lately um I just started um oh my gosh my brain just left me give me two seconds <laughs> <laughs> I just completely forgot what it You're totally do- windfall windfall mm-hmm. I have been a big fan of Bob forever And Mm -hmm. had this podcast on my list forever. And I'm so mad at myself for taking so long to listen to it because it is amazing. And I am almost done with season one, but I love it. Windfall is great. And I'm re-listening to uh, Fan Wars, The Empire Claps Back. Oh yes, because I love it. It just makes me it's happy. So good, <laughs> and I just I need happy stuff in my right? life. <laughs> so th- those are the podcasts I've been into lately.
1: Oh, awesome! Um, I I do I do really love both those shows. Um, they're they're very refreshing, especially um in in today's day and age. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, we're gonna wrap this up with I think. Um, kind of a, a an easier question. Um, can you tell me one thing, uh, either that you're going to do today or sometime in your in your relative life that you are excited about right now?
0: Oh, okay. I'm really excited because I'm going to a movie. <laughs> Ooh! What are you going to see? I'm going to see Jaws. I love <gasps> Jaws. And theater's just open here this weekend. I've got my mm-hmm. masks. I've got my blankets. I... <laughs> I'm ready to go sit in a theater by myself because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the only one there, which is exactly how I like it. <laughs> I am going to watch a movie in a theater for the first time since March. And wow. I'm excited. Good. Jaws is also a great movie. Yes. And I've never seen it in theater, so this should be oh. so much fun.
1: Oh, yeah. Got that that high-definition shark action going yes. on. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, perfect. Um, uh, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking with me about, about your shows. Um, I had a lot of fun today. Oh, thank you. This was great. All right, and, and just for our listeners, uh, where can they find you on the
0: internet? Um, all of my stuff, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is under ObserverPix, P-I-X. You can find us there, and the website is ObserverPictures.com. Perfect. And we'll put links to
1: everything in the show notes so people know where to find you and, and every fun thing that you've mentioned today. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for joining me. Thank
0: you, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is composed by Benny James. Our graphic art and logo are by Matthias Grelly. You can support International Podcast Month by sharing and talking about the event, and you can even buy our team members a coffee. Links are in the show notes. Follow us at PodMonth on Twitter and use the hashtag PodMonth2020. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and for more information about the event. International Podcast Month, celebrating creators, sharing listeners.